Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You got way behind here. Sorry about that. Let's go right to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Parrish Alford standing by. Parrish, I apologize. We got a little lost in emotion. I'm watching people do tequila shots at, you know, noon on a Monday. You know, it's just, it's a lot, you know. Just uh, selling in for it the happens, game tonight. It happens, man. It happens. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, it's an Omaha way of life. I saw John Neighbors eat a, an impossibly large pile of nachos earlier. It's been a day already. We haven't even thrown a first pitch yet. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, it didn't matter uh, whether it was the first pitch, the third, or the fifth. Arkansas seemed to hit it against Stanford. They're playing really well. So is Ole Miss. Uh, you know, just the Rebels at one point uh, after that Arkansas series, as a matter of fact, were 7-14 and 14 in conference play. But uh, they found some answers. Uh, but they found answers to their starting pitching, and uh, they're hitting right now, like the offense we thought we would see from the beginning of the season. But they really, they, there was a stretch where they seemed to be uh, relying on a solo home run here or there, and didn't really move runners around the bases. That's that's changed in the postseason. Arkansas has been, uh, you know, really pretty solid in the pitching staff. There's just no overwhelming starter, although no one has been remarkably effective the last few times out. They are going with the lefty, and that has been an area that uh, Ole Miss has struggled with comparatively to right-handed pitchers. What, uh, what's your expectation as far as the way that they'll attack today against Zach Morris? Well, you know, I think they will uh, be selective. I don't think they're going to go up there hacking and uh, just swinging a lot of first pitches. I mean, they're going to try and, and, and make him uh, commit to them and, and see if they can make contact and put it in play. That would be my guess. Are they an aggressive hitting team, or would you say they, they, they're looking for a walk or to work the pitch, you know, the count? Well, they want to be selected. I mean, there have been times during the season when they've been uh, too aggressive and, you know, they were concerned that they weren't getting enough walks. And they're not trying to, uh, you know, lead the nation or anything like that. But they, they see that as an important part of the game and, and having – having runners on base. But the thing I see different about this team right now is just so much more confidence offensively. And the start of that Auburn game here Saturday night uh, when uh, Joseph Gonzalez got two quick outs, it looked like he would cruise through the first inning. And then all of a sudden there's a two-out single from Elko who lined one in the in the center field. And, you know, they follow that up with a double and then a two-run single. I mean, that's not the kind of inning this team had uh, in the middle of the season. I just think there's so much more confidence right now. I mean, if they get uh, two outs, they still see the inning as, uh, you know, as alive. You know, as they say, it's, you know, you get two outs, you still got one-third of an inning left. You got 33% to play with. And, uh, you know, that's just uh, – it, it's a different look than this team had uh, earlier on. You know, Bubba Carpenter gave us the stat earlier that uh, Ole Miss is hitting 46 points lower against lefties. You said they've been hitting the ball better lately. Have they still had issues with lefties here recently? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how they match up against lefties during this stretch. I mean, they they have been consistently just consistently good. I mean, there haven't been too many games since at Arkansas. They lost 3-1 against Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. That wasn't uh, – a stellar performance there. Uh, even in some losses to Texas A&M, they, uh, they hit, got on base, uh, scored. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure what uh, the lefty-righty numbers are in this stretch. 
Paris, what what is it about this team that got them going? You think because they they were I mean similar to Arkansas they 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 started off highly touted and then they had some just struggles in the SEC and now they've put it put it together. Many think they were the last team to get into the NCAA tournament and look at them now. What 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 happened? Well, we thought at the beginning of the season that this team, which lost two pitchers last year who were gone in like the first 58 picks, all right, and Gunnar Hoagland and Doug McCasey, it's a big loss there. Knew they were going to have to uh, to find their way on the mound, but we thought this would be a team that would hit well enough and score and be able to win while the pitching found its way. And it just did not turn out to be the case. Uh, they were not uh, did not resemble – uh, the offense that they had last year. Um, and they've got so many people back. I mean, they were like returned all their position starters. And, of course, uh, you know, Elko and Graham being the big bats in the lineup there. They lost Graham for a month. That didn't help. But uh, just too many other guys uh, in the lineup were not hitting at the level that they were last year. And, and talking with Mike Clement, the hitting coach, uh, during that time, I mean, he just, you know, he, he was frustrated. And, and consistency was the word he used. That's what they were trying to find. You hear that a lot uh, uh, from coaches when they, they can't quite uh, get a handle on, on on why they are what they are. But this team would, would hit well one game out of two or three and, and just could not seem to uh, string quality at bats together. As I mentioned earlier, lots of times, I mean, that you, you could see a, a solo home run, and, and that might be it for the inning. That might be it for a few innings. Uh, but they look a whole lot more now like a team that's using the entire field, a team that uh, is just, just believes that it's going to, to hit them. Uh, now, you know, they, uh, they didn't dominate Auburn from the first inning to the ninth. I mean, uh, Carson Skipper came in, and they hit him at the beginning, then he settled down and he put a few zeros up on the board at, at the end of the game. But uh, they had like uh, – by the middle innings, they were at 10 hits and, and had really you know, set the tone and, and were in control. And their pitching allowed them to do that. That's the other part of the equation here. Uh, we knew this was going to be a team that was going to have to find its pitching. But Mike Bianco's team have managed to do that year after year as he's faced with uh, the inevitable college attrition. He sent guys to the, uh, to the majors. He's had like 70 pitchers, almost 70 pitchers drafted during his time. Uh, at Ole Miss, but he's always been able to to find the next guy to to continue that trend, and they just didn't have that this year. They struggled with uh, their pitching early. A couple transfers uh, new to the program that they they thought uh, you know would really contribute did not contribute at the level they had hoped. Uh, the guys they have right now, Dylan Delucia was going to be a you know a bullpen arm uh, at the beginning. That was kind of how they had had pegged him. Hunter Elliott, who has pitched so well, the freshman uh, from Tupelo. Um, there was some conversation about him as a weekend starter, but he was kind of like a, a B-list candidate back in February. I mean, it, it didn't really look like he was going to rise above uh, the other the other guys at that time. And even after he pitched uh, well against Arkansas, I mean, he kind of got in that rotation, uh, Arkansas, and maybe a week or two before, he didn't stick. He fell out of the rotation and came back. But he's been really, really strong uh, for Ole Miss down the stretch and into the postseason with uh, a really nice game 
uh, at Miami and, and, and then seven in the third uh, against Southern Miss. So just, uh, you know, they, they found, uh, found their pitching. It just it took some time, and, and the offense that uh, we thought we were going to see all year, we're really starting to see now. We're talking with Parrish Alford. He's a sports columnist for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. Hey, I heard uh, during this, you know, when they were struggling, there was some talk about Bianco losing his job. Was that was that for real? Was there a chance that they could have moved on? That was uh, very very real, and it was look. This, it's not a stretch to say that this Omaha run uh, has saved Mike Bianco's job at Ole Miss. I'm, I'm not sure that a, another super regional would have uh, allowed him to come back as coach. And there was a time when you know, they've been to so many super regionals. Uh, oh, gosh, the fans who uh, would like to see Mike Bianco move on can certainly quote the numbers. But uh, uh, before this season, it's like uh, one college World Series and in uh, 21 seasons, and uh, they just felt like uh, they had leveled out, that they had uh, hit a plateau with getting to Super Regionals, and they were no longer uh, satisfied. Many, many were no longer satisfied with, uh, you know, a top 16 finish and, and a Super Regional. And years ago, you had a couple of lone voices crying in the wilderness with that, uh, with that line of thinking. That number has grown. The number has grown with uh, frustration for not being able to get to Omaha more relative to the number of super regionals you've been in. I think before they won at uh, at Hattiesburg, I think the number was uh, one in six uh, in super regionals. Always seemed to win a game. There was always only one super regional uh, at at Arizona State 2000, 2007 where the Rebels did not win a game. So all these times they, they get to uh, – within one game of Omaha, including game three and Fayetteville in 2019, yep. and just could not get over the hump. That uh, was frustrating for a lot of fans, and, and it wasn't just your your loud social media voices. I think he was beginning to lose support from uh, people who contribute to the program, season ticket holders, that sort of thing. But uh, I think uh, this this changes that. I mean, this was, this was the bar that he had to get to Omaha. He's done that. Uh, and they're playing well. Parrish, thank you. We appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for jumping on board. All right. You guys have a good day.